All right, here we go. Recording now. Podcast episode 134. It's Pancreation Philosophy. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. We got intern, Ender. Still not paying me. No, don't don't count on it. <laughs> Can't count money you don't have. <laughs> yeah, we got guest today. I know from the gym, Drew. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? What's good? Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for coming by. I know you're a man of many talents, so might as well get started like telling the people what what what, what do you do? I'm Haitian, bro. I'm Haitian. We got like 15 jobs, all right. Now, um, I want a company H206 Events in the Seattle Marketplace. So we produce events, uh, crowd engagement for several uh, individuals, social uh, gatherings, as well as corporate clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other personality is Jim Rat Drew. Uh, which <laughs> lends it, that's yeah. you know and split. It, it's my yeah. split personality yeah. and that's uh, me you know what I do at AMC mm-hmm. uh, work with some pro athletes in the off season with regarding boxing but then uh, also train functional movement and fitness so yeah nice so I guess speaking of ath- of athletics like how did your how did you get started in your athletic career. Um, my well, geez, geez. <laughs> how much? Time I'm an old man. I'm, I'm an old man. You know, uh, no. Um, I mean, I so. Long story short, I was a, a three sport athlete in high school. Got a full ride scholarship to University of Washington for athletics. Uh, competed as a decathlete on the track team there, um, which is ten events. So I, I was always an athlete, athlete kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Post college, uh, tried to work out for some teams, didn't work. Played a lot of pick up basketball and you know I, I, I had my corporate job but I was always in the gym or doing something uh started training Hapkido 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 the South Korean version okay uh, uh versus Aikido yeah <laughs> yeah so um trained Hapkido um met a friend at work that was at AMC Okay. And they were actually talking smack to me. They were like, oh, man, you know, you over there, you guys wear like pajamas. You know, you guys wear pajamas and be throwing karate kicks. And I'm like, really? So um, he invited me to AMC. I come to AMC, uh, walk in. I see Trevor Jackson, who is the boxing coach. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor and I went to undergrad at UW together. So oh, I, I already wow. knew. Yeah. I just didn't know this is what he did. Yeah, so, yeah. Off the bat, I was like, I'm signing up. Like, I, I did the intro <laughs> class and all that. And then I was like, do you mind if we spar in the corner? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I don't mind. And he's like, don't hurt him, though. I was like, no, nah, I got to teach him a lesson. So I beat the living crap out this boy for a little bit. Yeah. I ain't going to say any names. <laughs> but uh, that was my first time at AMC. And yeah. it's been, what, like 13, 14 years later now. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious, Can we spot bro? it in the corner? That's why. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, because Trevor did go to U Dub as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, <laughs> that that's funny. So okay, so I guess in terms of in terms of like events, like how was uh, how how did you get into that business, Drew? Um, yeah. again, yeah. Uh, learned the business in high school. Worked for a part-time company when I was in high school. A friend of my own, and they did like bar mitzvahs, weddings, and all that stuff. Okay. And I was just—it was like a high school job where they needed extra hands. But I was always the type of guy that looked and paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward to college. Being a student athlete sounds good on paper, but we broke, bro. Like we broke. Bro. Like they, they talk about it's a free education. Yeah, we broke. Right? So we would throw house parties. Um, 
and you know do the solo cup five dollar cup to get yeah. in with a kegger and yeah. that would help cover some costs for the month uh so i just got a reputation for being a little bit of a party guy i'm an east coast kid so i grew up on the east coast coming out here so mm-hmm. different mentality um one of my coach's son actually gave me a job as a bouncer at a mm-hmm. nightclub yeah just because he needed someone on campus to promote for him. Yeah. Um, I wasn't 21 yet. Yeah. But I did it. And that's literally <laughs> what got me started where, uh-huh. you know, the Gary Paytons and all the Sonics and all these people were coming mm-hmm. to the club and they just saw my face and knew me and everybody was the homie mm-hmm. and um, started connecting with all these pro athletes and uh, literally learned the business while people were at the nightclub getting drunk and chasing females. Yeah. I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Still don't drink. Not a drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, ran clubs for 15 years and I don't drink. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of a unicorn in that regard. <laughs> but um, I used the time to just learn stuff. Okay. And then m- made a move. Failed, failed, win, fail, win. And then you figure it out and boom. M- more wins than failures though. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And then I guess we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the martial arts thing. So... I guess so. You you were doing hapkido, but and then you went to AMC. So how was that? How was that transition like from there? Mad yeah. different, bro. <laughs> when you got glo- like I, yeah. I got taught to grab people, engage minor joint manipulation, mm-hmm. th- a lot of stuff you can't do mm-hmm. when you're sparring and being friendly with people. Mm-hmm. Um, learning Muay Thai, and I I took to it. So uh, Daniel Ng was there mm-hmm. uh, as an instructor. Spent a lot of time with me. Um, I asked a lot of questions, and I was I was at AMC when I started. I'd say the first year or two years, I was there five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get rid of me. I just wanted to learn. Um, but Muay Thai versus Aikido, like snap kicks and, and front kicks, and now I incorporate both. Like mm-hmm. if you spar me, you, you don't know if an axe kick's coming, a side kick's coming, or what. But back then, I was trying real hard to be learn Muay Thai and how to, yeah. you know, deliver power and not snap your kicks and do this and do that and punching with gloves on and throwing combos so um it was what i needed at that time Mm. it was a challenge but uh being that my athletic career was gone and i didn't and i i always had something there that was what i used to replace that so it was what i needed at that moment in my life um and which why to this day i'm still doing it Mm. and then in terms of um because I, I do remember you did you had some competitions did, yeah yeah i had one yeah. fight yeah. and then um there was a problem matching me with people after that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes i know yeah because I, I remember because i remember i came in and i remember i was watching well you, you can tell the people like, yeah do you remember how, how did your first fight go or only fight um <laughs> yeah went yeah. very well uh yeah i fought a guy that was a cop yeah from uh Arlington. Yeah. I don't go to Arlington much now because <laughs> there was a lot of his cop friends there. Yeah. Um, but uh, one, uh, he was a tough guy. I dropped him with a head kick about a minute into the fight mm-hmm. and he, he got up and stuck it out um, and we, we banged. Yeah. Um, so I won a unanimous, a unanimous decision on that. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple smokers after that. I actually got kicked out of smoke. I, I, I was asked not to come back oh, after. Oh. Which, which one? I had... A, there was a what was the C C M Oh C C M A? Yeah. yeah. So went up there, did a smoker. Matt was the ref and they yeah. had a guy that, you know, the whole talk. He's a newbie, go easy. Yeah. And a guy swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah. And Matt's the ref. Matt looks at me and gives me the uh so I <laughs> yeah. start unloading. 
Yeah. And then I got reprimanded after that. You know, well, it's not fair. You have experience. I'm like, bro. I mean, <laughs> he's swinging. He's yeah. swinging. I'm yeah. swinging back. Yeah. 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 But um, so did that. And then I, 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 fought, I tried to fight at 205. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wanted MMA fights. Nobody wanted to strike. Yeah. So it was short lived after about literally two years of staying at walking weight around 215. Mm-hmm. Which was difficult for me. Yeah, I was, yeah, I'm done. I need to get back up to 225 and yeah. eat food. So, but I spend a lot of time as a spar partner for some uh, really good guys and, and and learn from a lot of guys and and use my skill that way. Nice. Yeah. So, like in terms of memorable sparring partners, like who who do you recall? Oh boy. <laughs> Sheesh. Let's see. I've been in the ring. Yeah. Uh, there was that one time where Chris Lieben yeah. came flying across. This yeah. a warm-up round, bro. Matt was like, first, you know how we yeah. warm up. First yeah. round, warm-up. So Chris? It's a, yeah. yeah. He, flying knee. Yeah. <laughs> Out the bat, flying yeah. knee. Yeah. You know, that light, warm, easy strategy. Warm, warm, warm up. Yeah. Warm yeah. Up. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. All right. It's that smoke. Okay. We good. All right. Um, Matt Brown. Matt the Eternal yes. Brown. Yeah. One speed. Mean. Mean. <laughs> One yeah. speed, no, mean. two speeds, Ooh. meaner, meaner. Yeah. yeah, if you land anything, meaner comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, greatest guy, yeah. uh, him, his wife, they have twin, uh, awesome guy. Yeah. But when you're in there and he's and your and your job is to get him ready for a fight, there's no hiding. Yeah. You're you're banging. Yeah. Um, Rich Brown, uh, Rich Brown, Rich Franklin, Franklin. Sorry, Rich yeah. Franklin, yeah. awesome dude. But again, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. And then there's good old Tim, Tim Bosch. Tim Bosch. Yeah. Love Tim. I've landed on the crack of the top of my head with those freaking throws at least a half dozen times. <laughs> and if you've ever watched Tim fight, he does. He has the best judo, whatever, whatever you call it. Yeah, you always want, you're going airborne at some point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, I think Ben Roth was a Rothwald. Rothwell, yeah, the yeah. heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, he was in the ring with me one day. Yeah, I remember when weird. it was. Uh, yeah, I remember when it was. It was him. Uh, Tim Bosch and like Brent Knopp and it was the three of them they all look like lost brothers yes <laughs> yes yeah. that was a long day yeah. in the ring yeah the, the, Matt used to come around and he'd be like ring ring here here like separating where mm-hmm. he needed people and I just looked up in the ring and it was a Tuesday I remember yeah. it and I was like oh I'm gonna bite down extra heavy on this mouthpiece today <laughs> yeah but I mean yeah. fun times man yeah. it was it was it was a different era back then it was good stuff though Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was uh, well, a, a, little, a little different training. A lot, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talked about that before the yeah. show, man. It's, yeah. it's a lot different. Huh. Uh, yeah, D- much different. Yeah, no, and and that's the thing. It's funny explaining it to people that you know that came by afterwards. They're like, no, it used to be it used to be a little different ar- around here. You oh know, yeah, you may, you may find this. Like, like, Ender, you know nothing I only, about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I only know the family gym eras. You guys Which is know. a good thing. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah, it's, it's great for marketing and great for... Hmm. But there was a period of time where we walked in. So we have fighter training twice a week, right? Striker training on Tuesday and yep. then MMA training on Saturday. Yep. Um, and you knew when you walked in, if you were approved to spar, right, hmm. you were banging. Because we had guys from Japan coming in. We had guys from Strike Force in. We had guys from the UFC in. Matt had his Pride Connects. Or, or, or was a Pride. Uh, it was uh, Pride then became Dream. Then Dream, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so, and these dudes were flying over here to get like ready. So there wasn't, you know, hey, we're just going to go at 70%. Like, <laughs> no, you, we're fighting. We're fighting. We're yeah. here to bang. Like, yeah. So there was a, yeah, 
there was times I walked in the house after sparring and my lady would just look at me like, are you nuts? And I'm like, I might be. <laughs> I might be. I'm not I'm saying not, no. I'm not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying yes, but I'm not saying no. But. So I guess something for both of you is what do you consider the biggest differences from the AMC of the past to now? I guess not now, but... Mm-hmm. I th- I think just less like less fighters. We, we don't have many fighters right now. Yeah, mm, we have yeah. great like we have DJ. We have pound for pound one of the best fighters in the world. But uh, I think with Matt being at one FC and his duties there, yeah. um, and we stopped the Genesis uh, card. Yeah, the Gen- so we don't have as many active amateurs trying to get there. So it was the iron sharpens iron. Uh, I see. Whereas now I th- I would say would you, I mean. 80% of the people, 85% of the people there are there just to learn yeah. and grow. They, they don't have any uh, uh, real aspirations of joining a huge promotional card. Mm. Yeah. Whereas that was, I wouldn't say the opposite, but we had a l- way larger batch of fighters. Like you come in a fighter training and yeah. they, you look around and it'd be 25, 30 deep. And oh, of wow. those guys, yeah. I'd say at least 20 of them were signed or want to be signed or or, go, or at some point got signed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and there, then there was also the era when there was, you know, there was like multiple like AMCs. Yes, like, we had the South Gym and the North Gym. Yeah. What? We yeah. had a fight camp. Oh, we had a gym yeah. down in Auburn uh, in yeah. Pacific Algona. So yep. DJ used to train out of there with yep. uh, Drew Birkenshire yep. and we had like Torian. Torian was Wa- a beast. Yeah, Torian Washington. Uh, yeah. Roberge. Uh, Brian, 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 Brian Roberge. Yeah. yeah, so we had like a whole squad, and on Saturdays those guys would all travel down <laughs> yeah. here. Oh. So we would have the North Gym versus the South <laughs> Gym, yes. and that was a whole different level yeah. of like, oh, we go bang, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it was, it was, but it was iron sharpens iron. Yeah, like we put on, we had, think of it this way, Ender, mm. Mr. Intern, <laughs> right? DJ Mighty Mouse, sure. half for pound, one of the best in the world, right? right. He gets ready for all his fights with amateurs. Uh, Think yeah. about that. He he went through eleven win streak in the UFC, right? Eleven times or twelve times, eleven times defending his title, or is it twelve? It, it, was, it was eleven because Anderson had ten. Okay, yeah. So eleven defenses. Right? Eleven 12, defenses. That's twelve belts. Yeah. Yep. So t- and he did that with, primarily with, with amateurs. With amateurs, getting him ready for his fight. So how good are your amateurs? Where most f- pro fighters bring in people for fight camp yeah right he had coaches and amateur fighters that were skilled enough to keep get him ready and keep him at a level to compete at that level wow that tells you where amc is on a level in terms of just technique and, and and people being able to 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 produce i mean i've never really trained anywhere else that much so i don't have a big frame of reference yeah so i mean there's there's the, the Pacific Northwest, I don't know what it is in the water, but these white boys could fight, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. They, they all know what it's, it's man. It's true. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, uh, you've got uh, Ivan's gym down in South Lake mm. Union. Ivan was at AMC. People yeah. don't realize that. Oh, I didn't know. Charlie, that. Charlie that, Combat. That's like connected to like yeah. most of the So yeah. Charlie's yeah. Combat up in Everett. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie fought out of AMC. Yeah. I think that one yeah. I knew. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Pearson. You have all these, all these big yeah. gyms around here. They all lead back to. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Matt's kind of like the godfather, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, who, who else? Like, yeah, Dennis Hallman. Dennis train. Hallman down south. Dennis yeah. Hallman. Mm. Jens Pulver yeah, used Dennis to come Pulver into train. the gym and train yeah. with us back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Jeez, everyone. Yeah, um, Jeff Munson. Jeff, train. oh, jeez. Josh Barnett. Josh Jeff Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. I miss those days. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm perfectly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, I did, but I did have to, when I came in, I did have to hold pads and, and, and get rough up by Maurice Smith. Yeah. Oh. Curtis Schuster. Mm. Bob Sapp's big Bob book. Sapp. <laughs> And and Bob, I mean, y'all could people make jokes and like, oh, Bob's getting beat up. Bob is still six five, three hundred and twenty pounds, and it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah you can't. That's not what the technique is. Yeah, don't matter how the the technique could look ugly on TV, but if you're standing in front of it, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah like hey, don't it? doubt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like I'm sure a horse doesn't think about kicking, but if he kicks, <laughs> like that horse had an ugly kick, yeah. But you still went to sleep though. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. But to answer your question, um, when I started, when we started uh, at AMC, uh, MMA, the term MMA, mixed martial arts, was still in development in terms of marketing you still had a large portion of america that thought it was just a bunch of meatheads yeah. beating up on each other yep. and uh. whatever right mm-hmm. and that was forever like it was illegal in this in this country it was yeah. cockfighting like cage yeah. they literally congress had the yeah. congress in certain states they they outlawed uh cage fighting they used yeah. to just call it cage, cage fighting, fighting. Yeah. yeah when i first started i remember my first amateur fight people were like you're cage fighting i was like no i'm oh. competing like yeah. but they literally called yeah. it cage fighting. Oh. Yeah. So the level of marketing that is taking place and changing people's mindsets about that the UFC and, and fighting yeah. in the last 10 years has oh, yeah, opened sure. it up to a lot of people. Oh. And I think with that, Matt had to make a decision. Do we just cater yeah. to people that are aspiring to fight yeah. or with Google next door and all these, yeah. do we make it more family friendly after kids classes mm-hmm. and be an ambassador to the sport? And so, he chose the latter. He, yeah. Well, we still have great fighters. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, no. but it makes more sense to be an ambassador mm-hmm. and, and teach. I think AMC in the last 10 years, I say the last five years, has been instrumental in helping change people's mindsets about the sport. Yeah. There are people who've come in intimidated or scared, and now they're like, they won't miss a BJJ class. or mm-hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen anyone frame it that way before. It's, but yeah. it's, you can be an ambassador and grow the sport. Yeah. Like People like Rich Franklin, people like DJ, mm-hmm. the guys that aren't complete meatheads and part of my friends dickheads you know family guys guys with master degrees guys that are highly educated you see them doing this sport and competing at a high level and then all of a sudden now educated people are going oh wow i thought these were a bunch of neanderthals they're not they're actually highly intelligent huh and then you start gaining more of a fan base Mm. Yeah, if you had told me like when I'd started training MMA that MMA would eventually be on ESPN, I'd be like, nah, no, nah, no. get get out of here. It was yeah, we were like a little cult. Oh, yeah. like no, yes. it was. We would go. Yeah. go. Yeah. we had a guy in our gym. Real niche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a guy in our gym that had the party house. <laughs> Until he got in trouble with the law. <laughs> yeah. We won't say no names. Yeah. Um, no, no names. but but we always went to his house, and uh, that was like the party house where everybody go to his house park and then we watch every fight there and people you know it was before you know us going to lucky strike and all these bars or whatever right. it, was, we, it was always a fight party and we watched every big card back then the ufc only had one every three weeks oh. you know like or maybe even once a month or once that, a month now it's like every week and right. it's like yeah, yeah it's too time consuming bro mm. yeah. but um 
but yeah, it was we we were our own family. Like this, is my band of brothers, like Keros. You know, I, the guys that I sparred with for a long period of time. Hmm. I've got stories on there. Like they're they're my bros. Like I'm sure guys you roll with, they're your people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's like a whole different family that I have. Yeah. Um, and and build a camaraderie where, where I, I won't see somebody for a minute, run into them, and and we'll stop, hug, and just talk and just catch up. Like it's family. I don't think. I think I'd be a very different person if I grew up like through my adolescent years without coming here. Yeah, mm-hmm. it shapes you, mm. you know. So yeah. and and we've had really, I mean, we've had some douchebags too, but we've had some. Really, <laughs> yeah, for sure, that ain't real. That, that's inevitable. That's inevitable. Yeah. We have some dickheads. I'm just keeping it real. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like for every one of those, we've had at least seven or eight high character people. Yeah, I, I can agree to that. Yeah. You know, we've had professors, you mm. know, we've got people with PhDs that were associate professors at UW that came in, trained and had amateur fights and kicked butt. And, and you know, it, it said you never judge a book by its cover. You know? <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't think Brett Knopp was really good at math. <laughs> Dude, the dude's in rock. You yeah. know, Brett Knopp is right. Um, I'm sorry. I don't. Okay. Brett Knopp. He, he went by Mankill. Oh, yes. all right. So Brett Knopp played d-line at uw he's a couple years younger than me he was at uw with me oh wow all right then he went into the navy yes mm. and then went got accepted into budge training for the navy seals oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he got MRSA, and yes. so he had to stop but i think he i don't know something like he's got pers- disability or like, something like medical discharge medical mm. discharge yeah. or whatever so he decides you know i'm gonna become a fighter you got to do that made it halfway through budge training do you really think when you're sparring there's anything you can do to his <laughs> mindset right mind you he has a degree in engineering he's like a math savant oh man he's really good. so true story mm. uh pro cruise in town we spar saturday matt afterwards uh we have maha sakurai um mizunu and a, it was like a group of dudes from japan in town right mm. and they all wanted sushi there's a sushi spot in Redmond, downtown Redmond. Matt was yeah. like, hey, we'll go get sushi. And Rich Franklin was with us, uh, Brent Knopp. And they were like, Drew, you're coming. Let's go. And I was just like, I don't eat sushi. And they were like, you're going to start. <laughs> you don't say no, right? If Matt yeah. says you're going to get sushi, you go get sushi. Yeah. So this is the first time I ever had sushi, bro. We go down to, uh, Redmond, <laughs> we go down to Redmond Town Center. Yeah. I think it's Redmond Town Center. Mm-hmm. There's a sushi spot. And next door to it, or two stores down, there's uh, Wizards of the Coast. Okay. One of the place, right? Sure. So... They have a sign. We park. Everybody drives their car. We park. Mm. I'm just like, all right, fine. I guess I'm getting sushi. Mm. Uh, they're having a math contest. Yeah. They have okay. this big thing in a window. <laughs> if you could come in, if you can solve this problem, da-da-da-da-da. Rich Franklin has a master's in math. He was a math teacher okay. while fighting in the UFC when he was a wow. UFC champ and all that. People don't realize that. I didn't know that. Yes. yes. Ace Ventor. He's a smart dude. Yeah. So Rich is like, dude, let's go in. And Nop's like, dude, let's do it. Now, Nop, mind you, not likes to play the caveman ogre like oh, dude it, it's an act like, it's not a he's it's just not an act. it's not an act but he plays it up but he mm. plays it up right yeah. he's like, but he's really really smart mm. so these two mind you there's a a bunch of goober nerds like sure. you know we're down there in redmond so this is microsoft haven so right, you got right. all these your math, your mathletes and techies yeah. in there in groups figuring the shit out. These guys grab like a napkin, piece of paper, sit outside, do 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 hand it in, uh, come and get sushi, come back, and they won the damn thing. 
after four hours of sparring, sweaty and crappy, two MMA fighters just walked in, scribbled on a piece of paper, and what? That's Brent. That's the level of intelligence. That's amazing. That's that's the thing, though. So the real question is, was the sushi good? Do you eat sushi now? I do. So what? I I had. what they call when it, I, I started off with you know the like the white rice with the shrimp on top and yeah the, yeah. And the, yeah the California rolls like the it wasn't the California no, the rolls nigiri. The, the nigiri yeah, yeah. No. so but these dudes jerks and <laughs> <laughs> they put a lot of wasabi no! in my soy sauce right no! so they're like you dip it and you go ooh you like dip and go dip go dip mm. why is everything I'm sweating bro. <laughs> So, same story. They took me... First time I ever went and got pho was with these dudes. Oh, oh no. No. Oh, I'll, no, I'll put the dressing in. I'll, uh, uh, and I'm looking at it. I was like, I hate y'all. <laughs> I hate y'all. But, and you had to man up and eat it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's oh. life. <laughs> but I love pho now. <laughs> that's life, though. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's like the time I... I had sushi with a friend. He had never had it before. Oh, hey, have some guacamole with this. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yes. Yeah, it's yeah. guacamole. Yeah, it's just spicy. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's I mean, spicy guacamole. It's a different kind yeah. of spicy. It's oh, like man. in your sinuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just put some more. Maybe there's just some you know, spicy you, bag. But you know what was yeah. cold, too? Yeah. So, underneath the rice... And when they put the, they lay down like the the salmon or whatever. They put a little bit of wasabi right. to, to smack. I didn't know that. Oh, so I already had wasabi in it, oh. and then I had soy sauce that was was like it was like green paste. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like dip and go, and you got to man up and do it because they all looking at you, <laughs> you know, like don't wuss out. And I'm like. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's good. My voice cracking is good. <laughs> oh, it's good. But yeah, and you learn, man. But yeah, that was my first time having sushi with a bunch of math nerds. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining like the, the them reading out like, all right, here are the winners. And then it's like, wait, who are, yeah, who are, who are these two? two? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, and there's two jack dudes coming. Yeah. Just... It's, it's, yeah, I mean, we had some very um, interesting people mm. out of AMC. I've noticed the cast of characters I've come across yes. are a lot stranger than anyone I meet outside of the. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. What? I don't know what you're talking about, man. I know. We're perfectly normal. I know. Yes. All, all just awkward. Well, people. again, I grew yeah. up with you guys, so yeah. I kind of thought Dude, it was normal. Tell me, how old are you now? 18. Damn, bro. I remember yeah. when you... I'm yeah. old as yeah. dirt, bro. <laughs> I'm old as dirt, dirt. Oh. It's funny. So, like, yeah. before we close, yeah. I never do rounds with him because yeah. you're, you're smaller than me. Yeah. yeah and and, and the, I, I did a round with you a long time ago. And mm. then you were, like, real timid. And I'm like, just relax. Like, I'm not going to tee off on you. We're good or whatever. I think I remember that. <laughs> and I'm like, just relax. And he was like, oh. And I'm like, just, like, relax. Cool. So, months go by. Yeah. And this is right before COVID. I'm like, yeah. like, yo, you want to get around this? Like, everyone started. We're both standing around. I'm like, cool. And this dude kept hitting me with the long hook. He kept yeah. throwing a little looping hook. And I was <laughs> mad. I was like, this little motherfucker just learned how to throw a looping hook. And he hit me twice with it. 
I'm either gonna have to amp this shit up, <laughs> which I don't want to be that guy. But you but gotta I, teach me a lesson. I teach him a lesson. So I, gotta, I gotta fire me. He throw that again. I'm firing one straight down the hole. Right? I remember just, that. Yeah, just gotta keep him honest, bro. <laughs> a little too comfortable with that hook, bro. <laughs> Gonna learn today. You gonna learn today, bro. I'm, like, I'm doing it. I'm He's doing it. it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Reset button. Like, hold, 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 hold up, bro. Whoa, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Calm it down. Calm it down. <laughs> but I was, I was thoroughly impressed. I'm like, but that's also a testament of the people you train with at AMC mm. in a short period of time. Yeah. Your confidence level, your your striking level, everything just went up. I was yeah. just like, I like it. All right. Now I can't. Because, you know, I start off the round like, oh, he's just a young kid. And I'm like, you're yeah, a grown ass man now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're a grown ass man. All right, bro. Okay. It's going to be what it be now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do think this place did great things to my confidence, though. Absolutely. Because, right? again, if I was timid at AMC, I would have been even more timid had I never trained. Yeah. I what yeah it's, it's yeah. a confidence builder though yeah. i love it though but yeah. it's a band of brothers for life man it's the best like matt matt is a sensei yeah. coach. i mean we have we've had the ran, most randomest conversations we've i've gotten called for the most randomest things i mean mm. i've gotten calls at three o'clock in the morning while he's overseas like yo <laughs> you need to call such and such and check on such and such all right done yeah. like i mean you know he's he's He's, I call him coach mm. because I'm old school and I still refer to him, but he's also like a really good friend to me. Okay. You know what I mean? But in public, I still call him coach. Like Everyone's like, hey, Matt. I'm like, nah, man, that's coach, bro. Because it's just a respect thing to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I so. didn't, I remember, I didn't think he knew my name for like two <laughs> years. Oh, he knows you. I, I know, but he yeah. would never refer first yeah. off we barely talked but he would never refer to me by my name so yeah. i was just like oh god he has no idea who i am yeah he does not know that's who- how that works though yeah yeah <laughs> Dude, my first so you know how you got to get tapped on the shoulder before you can go spar and all that right 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 yeah one day i'm in the gym and he was all like it was a tuesday mm. and you had the fighters training on this side daniel uh and coach dynamo did conditioning on the other side and then it went into pass class right yeah, yeah. so i would come and do conditioning mm. i show up one day and i was like you got all your gear and he's like yeah you're over here with us oh. and i was just like he knows me <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna escalate quick <laughs> and it was on from there yeah so that's how it works though bro i was like wait you called me ender yeah. that's how that works though He's like talking to somebody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is funny. Mm. Yeah, from there. I also thought Pocholo didn't know my name for like a oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for like a year. So I had a rule um, that was passed on to me, mm. and I do it to this day. I don't talk to new people for at least six months because <laughs> I don't know if you still go be there. So I got to yeah. why 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 like do all this dialogue and do all this stuff if you're not even going to stick around. Like, and it's not that I mean to you. Right. But but at the same time, I'm just like, uh, and because of my work, I would leave and not like, I'm not there all the time. Mm -hmm. So I could be gone and miss two or three weeks, which is a month. Who's going to be there when you And then I show up and there's like a new guy sparring and they look and they be like, oh, who's the new guy? And I'm like, like, I've been here for 10 years, bro. I'm not new. And then, you know, they'll try something Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm going to do a spinning back kick. 
Don't don't try and spinning back kick. Don't try. No. I had a dude try and do a cartwheel kick once. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he literally wanted to do a cartwheel kick, so I kicked him in the middle of his cartwheel. <laughs> just out the air like there no. is that phase when they're like maybe nine months in maybe a little over a year where they like think they can do spinning shit oh people oh uh, people yeah the audacity well it's <laughs> people look at my size and assume mm. like he's a heavyweight and he's slow oh my track and field red my, my 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 scholarship red track and field like if we lined up everybody in the gym Think yeah. you'd win that sprint. <laughs> just, it's, it's, there might be a couple people that might hang around, but like I'm, I'm a lot faster than you know. So people just assume, mm. oh, he's big, he's gonna be slow, or he's not gonna be athletic, or he can't throw a high kick, or he can't do it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> probably. But I mean, that's why we're in the gym, right? right. Be humble. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I love that place, AMC. So about, hold up, I know you were interviewing me. I'm gonna talk to you. Hold. Okay, tell me about sure. tell me yeah. about this podcast. How'd you start this, bro? I started just because I felt like it, and then yeah, I'm here 134 episodes later. The, yeah. How he came to me was yeah. he was like, "Ender, I'm doing a podcast. You're in." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's how that works." Though. Doesn't yeah. he coach you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how I was that like, works. Well, I'm not saying no. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally how that works. Yeah, like, yeah. Carry the bags, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, yeah. grab the wires, plug that shit in. Yep. Let's yeah. do this. No, that, that, that's what we did. We I had. Mean, uh, I've been an unpaid intern for years. Hey, yep. hey, yep. hey, Volun- You have been paid with knowledge <laughs> I, and experience. You are not wrong. I agree with that. <laughs> See how I threw that out there? Yeah. 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 Yo, to all my future interns listening, I'm. Gonna be- <laughs> This guy just gave his quick. You are paid. Smile and get the little yeah. sparkle in yeah, it too. Yeah. <laughs> the first oh. time I ever brought up, like, I'm an unpaid intern, jokingly, I remember it was Scott. He gave me a penny. He a was penny? like, It's your pay. Yeah. Oh, now, nah, see, now you got to, you, you said that on air. Now you got to claim that with the IRS. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, uh, you didn't get a penny. Say, didn't, say, yes, I, didn't, I gotta get, get my penny every episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, hypothetically, hypothetically, hypothetically. It was a, yeah, it was a fake penny. It was a fake yeah. penny. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking. It was a fake penny. Exactly. Yeah, it was it's one of those Russian pennies. Yeah, yeah. Free, free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. It's one of those uh, Canadian pennies that don't don't exist anymore. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of their change in Canada. No, what no, country did that? I, think, uh, I, I, I know. I read that. That's a smart country that does that. I know the U.S. had a short a change shortage per se. Yeah, we produced like. Two billion dollars in change every year. We got a change shortage. Change shortage. Yeah. yeah. What, Shop, please. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't buying that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but nah, that's dope, man. So, who's yeah. your who's your dopest guest so far? Let's see, dopest guest so far. I mean, we've had I, DJ. I, I got yeah. Who? I got this. Yeah, I got this guy named Demeter Johansson. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Demi- Demeter Demeter Johansson. Yeah, Demeter. No Johansson. Russian dude. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no Russian dude. I think. Yeah, I know. He was a lot darker than I thought he'd be. No. Uh, hey, summertime though. Yeah. Who does that? I see him yeah. summertime. It's probably su- opinion, Southern Russian. Yeah. Our yeah. best. Yeah. He's black Russian. Yeah, yeah. The they black Russian. Com- <laughs> the best podcasts come from a certain combination of guests. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I don't having these personalities in the room together mm-hmm. can make oh, crazy Lord. things happen. Yeah. Oh for Lord, sure. that's for nice. Sure. All right. Uh, now, so I'm starting a new podcast. Yes. How, so how so I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning from yeah. you. Um, real talk. Um, it started out of so I own an events company, as I mentioned. Yes. Uh, with COVID hitting, 
we all had to learn the art of the pivot. So I have uh, my group of people. I have videographer, photographers. I have DJs. I have everything event-related you can think of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all my corporate clients, my social clients, everybody hit the kibosh. The state shut us down. Mm. Um, here we are, a group of people with all these skills, and we can't do shit. Yeah. So we uh, wanted to pivot into virtual events, and we wanted to practice and hone our skills. So the idea was like, hey, let's start a podcast. And it was just thrown out there. And the more I thought about it, the more I put effort into it. And so I partnered with a friend of mine that owns a, a publication, an online publication called Green Tea Magazine. Oh, okay. Right? DJ was actually on the cover of one of the, episodes, uh, one of the, uh, uh, one of the magazines, magazines like okay. two years ago or a year ago. Oh, okay. I, I connected them and they got, you know, oh, everything nice. worked. Yeah. Um, so... I was like, all right, now I have a digital team, right? I have a media team. I already have my videographer in team. So I have this whole team of people. Let's all sharpen our skills. Um, And so we're like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, if if you follow me on social media, you know I don't hold my tongue. Yes. I'm I'm very uh, forthcoming with my opinions on the political landscape. I'm very forthcoming. Um, I call out bullshit. I I care more about morality than I do about your blue or red affiliation. Right is right, wrong is wrong. Um, I've also sat on the board for the Seattle King County NAACP uh, as a membership and community outreach chair. So I'm very, I try to be vocal and and representative of my community. Um, And I say, give a a voice to the underdog. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to use this podcast to highlight uh, stuff that's happening right now in our community, topics that aren't being talked about. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is that being that I do events, I have access to a lot of people that are not your ordinary people. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, what if we can get guests that, you know, typical people, you know, Hill Harper. Hill Harper is a, I call him Mr. Harvard. Hill Harper. <laughs> He has three Ivy League degrees. Oh uh, most people, most people know him from the hit show on ABC, The Good Doctor. Uh-huh. He's the, uh, I think he plays the main character that, who's the uh, medical director of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also been in a ton of movies and has a podcast. He, I mean, he does so many things so well. So I had, I've had him on as a guest. Mm-hmm. You know, Titus Macon. Titus Macon is a actor in the show The Rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is about a police officer who's a rookie in LAPD. He's a young African-American male. Mm-hmm. We had him on the show to talk about the impact of Hollywood and policing, um, portraying, and, you know, we've talked to um, a local deputy police chief, mm. right, about the defunding the police and what that looks like. And, and he's an African-American officer yeah. who was actually the first black officer in Kirkland. Mm. So wow. I'm going to say this off the bat. Mm. I think black officers should get paid twice. Mm. They literally get shit on by for wearing a uniform and then they get shit on for being a minority wearing that mm. uniform. Mm-hmm. Right. Same for Asian. Yeah. Same for female. Like you get shit on twice because you're wearing that and then your community is going to shit on like, why are you with those guys kind of thing? Mm. It's like a, it, my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but so we've had we've had we're having uncomfortable conversations nice. with some really cool people that you typically wouldn't get to hear from. And some of them surprise you. I mean, we've had one with an actor who we thought his stance would be this. And he came out and said something completely different. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, but it's real. It's. 
it's unscripted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked to some pro athletes about COVID and, and football and, and, you know, opening up and what that looks like. So we're just continuing to pre- right now we're doing everything pre-recorded. Yeah. Mm. Um, we want to get our first season done. Then we'll release it and then we'll work on season two so we can keep the content nice and cool. And nice. um, but it, yeah, man, it's just and then it's, it's also hard getting on some of these people's schedules, you know, yeah, for right. sure. such and yeah. such is going to get on a Zoom call with you from this time to this time. And you got yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, but it's 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 cool. We'll see where it goes, man. Right. So I'm here actually learning from you guys and, and checking you guys. I'm yeah. scoping y'all out right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a t- what's the title of the podcast? It's called the Sound Table. The Sound Table. So okay. on Facebook, it's the Sound Table. Uh, the Sound Table Live mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram, and then we're setting up everything and have it all go. And then we created a new brand um, called Almost Live. Almost Live. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, our Instagram page, Facebook page, and okay. our website. Um, vir- again, virtual events, virtual podcasts. Events. Mm-hmm. The whole night, so we're doing it. I've got a film crew. We've got like three camera angles and nice. lights and all this craziness yeah. going on, and I just smile and talk on the mic like. Yeah. <laughs> See, we can learn from that, Andrew. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Yo, we'll talk. Like next time, for? yo, next time, yo, next time uh, yeah. we shoot, yeah. I'd have you guys come in and just be flies on a wall. Like for it's sure? a it's a crazy setup. We we yeah. shoot in Bellevue, but okay. um, our tech dudes are crazy. Yeah. Uh, Elite Collective, Carlos Imani. Shout out to my man Carlos. Mm-hmm. He's sick with it, bro. Nice. Like wow. and he, again, he yeah. he went from being a a guy that owns multiple photo booths and and being a videographer photographer. Mm-hmm. COVID hit, and he put in. I, I if I say he's probably spent over a, a hundred hours on YouTube, self learning how to do virtual. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's it's what got to pivot. That's yeah. you got to yeah. pivot. It's yeah. the art of the pivot, man. It's a hell yeah. of a pivot. Yeah. It's the art of the pivot, and the thing it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live events will come back someday. And we'll still be able to sell people on virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Add it to your life. Uh-huh. You get married. How about we stream it for all your, your family that couldn't show up mm-hmm. because they live out of state or they live yeah. in another country. Mm-hmm. It's still a market for it. For sure. For sure. So. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting, man. It's exciting stuff. It's scary, but it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, but sometimes, you know, stuff stuff that scares you, That that's the stuff that where you grow the most. Yeah. Oh, wait, what to say? If your dreams yeah. don't scare you, you ain't dreaming big enough. Yeah. Yeah. What? Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> you got dreams? <clears throat> yeah. You got dreams? Oh, no. We had a previous guest who oh, didn't man. like dreams. <laughs> Just as a yeah. concept. Just as a, co- as a concept. I'm talking about laugh on that. Yeah, it, it, exactly. What did he call them? Or he or she called them then? He, he or she essentially said that if you had any dreams like past the age of 40, you're, you're, you're done. You're, you're done. They will not happen. Yeah. If you didn't yeah. start working at your dreams since you were like four years old for eight hours a day, they will also never happen. That's yeah. a crock of shit because yeah. right? Steve yeah. Harvey... Yeah. There's there's a long list of people who are multimillionaires and successful that did not hit that stride mm-hmm. until after like 40 or 50 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. A long list. I know the guy who wrote Dune, the highest grossing science fiction novel of all time, mm-hmm. started at like 37, I think. Yeah. I think oh, that was wow. the first book. Yeah, first book. He so, worked his ass off. Mildly successful. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Don't let yeah. I, I always I always say when it comes to um things like that and and don't let other people's fears and shortcomings Mm -hmm. uh guide you right if someone Mm -hmm. thinks you can't do something right they're speaking from their level of understanding Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. because someone told them they can't do it so they're just 
passing it on to you. I've been told a lot of things that I shouldn't do or can't do. Mm. Still do them. And if I win, I win. If I lose, I take what I learned from it and pivot and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And a lot of my successes in this marketplace when it comes to events have been predicated on doing stuff that I should have no business doing. Mm-hmm. and But doing it well enough to succeed. That's going to make you grow a lot faster than if you just avoid everything that's quote-unquote... But that's the American way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it is. Like, honestly, like, I have a 16-year-old daughter right now, and Mm -hmm. I I challenge her to be, like, ask questions. Mm -hmm. You think about it. From day one, our our, our whole educational system was set up for the Industrial Revolution. Right. Right. Yeah. Teach you to sit and obey for eight hours a day. Whoever regurgitates, whoever memorizes and regurgitates is the best, gets the best grade and graduates and moves on and moves mm-hmm. on. Of Free thinkers, mm-hmm. right, are usually sent to the the, the, the principal office yeah. or, or thrown on Ridlin or yeah. some Adderall or some other mm-hmm. thing because they're troublemakers, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to adulthood, all those free thinkers, right? Bill Gates got into Harvard and left, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Elon Musk got into Princeton and left. Was a free thing. There are all the guys that be, are the innovators, and now all these guys that got good grades and memorized stuff have to pass a test to work for these guys. You see, I'm yeah. not telling you not to be smart, but it pays to be a free thinker and mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you know not just memorize and regurgitate. And our society has been predicated on get a job. Work there for 30 or 40 years, stay safe, (laughs) and then when you're lucky, you might have a pension or 401k, and it's not working. Mm -hmm. If you do the same thing as everyone else, then how are you going to do anything better than anyone else? Well, that's the story that really, really, really wealthy people pitch to the middle and lower middle class Mm. to keep them at bay because they play by... really wealthy people are, are asking questions and taking chances and yeah. taking risks and mm-hmm. growing and all that they right. need you to stay in your lane yeah. and be whoa, a good whoa, employee whoa yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah. I need you to like don't take any chances so I can take some chances like I, had a, yeah. I had my events company for years yeah. and I had a, a corporate job and I, one day I had a manager sit down and they were like well you know I know you have this other company do you feel like it's getting away of your work and I go I work I, feel, <laughs> I have a nightclub on Saturday night I don't work weekends. How's that getting in the way of my work? But essentially what it was is you have another stream of income that makes me uncomfortable because Mm. I can't really control you. Yeah. Because at any time I can tell you I'm out. Yeah. And that's a... And that's... There's no control. Yeah. Yeah. There's no... You know, so it's... You should... You should want... In my opinion, you should want entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You should want people, you know, to want to grow... Yeah, and just bring take more chances. and take yeah. chances yeah. because they're going to do that to the job. They're going to do that. You know, companies that allow their employees to do that kind of stuff mm. are the ones that grow and and continue innovating and being the leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a difference in mentality, but unfortunately, a lot of people buy into it. Yeah. I mean, you see, in every story told by man, it's not just people following a protocol or a set path. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Well, at the heart of a story is conflict, or it's like it going against something. Right. It's like no one, no one ever changed anything. Well, I guess we'll just follow everything. I yeah. guess everything will be all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the old. Yeah, yeah, well, we don't rock yeah. it. You know, it's like hey, it'll come back around. Yeah. You know, or, and, <laughs> but uh, the the funny thing is, uh, and I hate to say this as a person, I grew up in church, mm. right? But that's the 
a lot of religion was introduced mm. to keep people at ah just pray on it yeah, yeah. ah don't worry about it it's out of your hands just pray on it mm, yeah. you could pray on it but you could also work to make Do it something. better <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean yeah. like uh, you know best analogy or best story I ever heard is like if you're driving in your car and you get a flat tire and you have a spare in the trunk sitting in your car praying about it won't change the tire <laughs> what if he prayed really hard though <laughs> you see what I'm saying yeah. Like, yeah. you know it, yeah. it's not going to change the tire yeah. like God works through people if you believe in God he works through people yeah. like every miracle was through a person right. or a whatever so get your ass up and do some work so uh, but again I've seen I've seen people it. use it as an excuse well uh, well, I've, I, it's, I, it's, it's a it's a tool yeah. Yeah. yeah I've seen it in a black community my parents came here from Haiti Mm-hmm. Right, Haiti's a very poor country, mm. right? But it's high in religion, bro. Catholicism, Christianity. Yeah. They gave poor people uh, a religion, and they yeah. gave them to pray, 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 pray. And I'm like, if you're praying eight hours a day, let's just say you cut down your prayer to yeah. six hours. No, let's cut it down to four hours a day. And those other four hours, you go out and do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You would probably answer half your prayers. Mm-hmm. That's my mentality. Yeah. So again, um, it is what it is. It's just us as individuals. We need to recognize it and put ourselves in better places. Mm-hmm. I like that for sure. Yeah, I to answer your own prayers. It, well, that's well. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, that's working through people. Yeah, you know? it's not like you you can't wait for like an invisible string. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> goes and has, it yeah. doesn't work that way. It, it, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. it's like the whole. Uh, yeah. The, there's a flood in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. They tell everybody to uh, evacuate their house. Yeah. Guys, like, I'm not leaving my house. I trust in God. So, water's coming up. The water's at its porch level. Right? Mm. Guy comes by in a little speedboat. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, you guys want to go? And he's like, nope. I trust God. I'm going to be okay. Right? Do, do, do. Next day, water's now at his roof level. And he's up on the roof. Right? Mm. Helicopter comes by. Right? Hey, you need a lift? No, I'm a trust God. I'm a be okay. Helicopter moves on, right? Yeah. Now, another boat comes by, right? He's mm. like treading water. House is underneath him. He's treading water, about to go down. Guy's like, get in the boat. He's like, no, I trust God. It's gonna be okay. Guy drowns, dies, goes to heaven. Sees God. God, I don't understand. I did everything you told me to do, right? Why didn't you save me? Say, like, dude, I sent two boats and a helicopter. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. looking for a miracle. He sent two boats mm-hmm. and a helicopter. Yeah. You chose to ignore them. You did. Mm. Yeah. Moral of the story is people. People. It's people. Exactly. And I think it also it also comes down to like the people that I mean talking about like taking chances. It's like a lot of people I'm always wary of people that blame like outside things yeah. for their failures, yeah. and like it, it's like no ownership, it, man. Exactly, you gotta take a look at what you can do, and if anything, that's exactly why you're not achieving those mm. things. That's like what I like way. about the fight yeah. game. Yeah, that's what I like about track and field. Yeah, yeah. Right? I've I've participated in sports that was a me thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if you do your job, your team wins, mm-hmm. right? You can't blame your quarterback. He ain't throwing me the ball. You can't blame your defense for not tackling the guy. Da 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 da. God, that was a any, nightmare when I played football. Yeah. Yeah. Any leader, self-proclaimed leader, hmm. or a person in leadership that does not take ownership of the losses 
as well as the wins is not a leader mm. and taking ownership is on every level like you know i screwed yeah. up my bad mm. you know it can be that simple but if you refuse to take ownership then you're not ready for success yeah because i mean how are you gonna work on something that isn't actually your problem that's unfortunately there's a lot of people in this world that are i did i did i did <laughs> you know i i i and i'm just yeah. like i'm french bro i like we i use we i use we even when it is just me mm-hmm. here's it sounds better it does <laughs> we <laughs> so yeah and i mean it's it's crazy it's Say it, the philosopher. So how'd you come up with that name, bro? Pancreation philosophy. I just thought it sounded cool. And then the well, the key thing too is I, I also enjoy the you know talk talk talking to people in martial arts. Mm. And I feel like, I mean, just like as as you shared, there's a there's a certain kind of cast of characters that end up enjoying you know martial arts. So I just wanted them to tell their stories. Yeah. Like from there, and I feel like this has been a good. Uh, this has been a good catalyst for that because I've gotten like a lot of I know you said like oh who's been the best guest I'm like man I've gotten like a lot of great guests yeah, nice. from a lot of um, a lot of stories and it's because it's an interesting intersection like as you said bef- before about you know the people that, that you meet through martial arts that because think about like how where else would you have intersected with these with this section of people mm-hmm. you know like, like i can confidently yeah. say that i wouldn't know any any of you anyone in this room ex- except mm-hmm. for endo but and everyone <laughs> <laughs> who's this man <laughs> everyone at the gym I, i'd have no reason to ever meet or speak to any of you if i didn't train mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that feels like a loss that's a brotherhood man yeah that's the brotherhood i love it i mean it's a it's a different band of brothers but all walks of life and so all kinds of different stories mm-hmm. we want to provide a platform for people to tell those stories i like it man yeah. that's dope for sure and yeah and then the philosophy aspect just comes from like the thing it requires as you said like in in those in those kinds of sports or any kind of art where it's where it's very where the individual is the person that mm. relies on everything or that it's predicated on there's a certain level of there's a certain level of like mindset you need mm-hmm. to be in that and that that's one thing I, that's always I've always enjoyed about martial arts for sure and then just seeing how that that kind of similar spirit is like captivates through other people as well is pretty much what I'm trying to capture I guess in this podcast that's dope yeah. I like it fellas I like it man yeah. I like it yeah so, no yeah we appreciate your time and i guess like before we head out like might as well like drop in like all your you know the the social media oh man <laughs> like those tags oh get boy plug. Yeah. are you ready you ready i right. ready oh get your pen and paper get your yeah. pen and paper right? yeah. it's gonna take a while it's gonna take i got like 10 instagram accounts <laughs> <laughs> but you think i'm joking no i'm dead ass serious bro. <laughs> hashtag at hashtag your mama say no, no. <laughs> she's like hashtag your mama um, someone's writing this shit down right now yeah. <laughs> no um so h2 at h206 events at gym rat drew which is dru gym rat drew um and then uh drew house seattle d-r-u-h-a underscore seattle or my mains right there um instagram facebook uh whatever but um 
And then our, our as I mentioned, a new podcast is coming out. We're probably going to drop it in the next few weeks. Um, oh, nice. And it's called The Soundtable dot live soundtable uh the soundtable podcast and again with uh almost dot live and green tea magazine um i'm excited because it's a new venture um and i don't know where it's gonna go we might just do like two or three seasons and be done or we might be like on episode 130 something like you guys <laughs> in a few years we don't, who knows right we're knows? excited for you yeah so um but yeah man I, I appreciate you having me on um where can i find this yeah, you can find this. Good question, Drew. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Hey, yeah. All right, yeah. bet I'm on it. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I'll share. I'll share that with you. And then, uh, thank you, listeners. Yeah. You know, like, share, subscribe. You know, do those things. And yeah, follow Drew. Like on any one of his, <laughs> any one of the <laughs> many <laughs> options. Yeah. yeah. I, I I always start. I'm Haitian, bro. I got 15 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up, brother. Yeah. Once again, thank you for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye. Bye. Deuces. (laughs)